Welcome to the family with Ralph W. Basham, MD, close personal friend of Kristen Burt. <laughs> hey. That's right. And Andy Rampernard. And we'll be right back with Kristen Burt right after this in the family. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and Kristen Burt joins us. Mm -hmm. Kristen, what's the latest? <laughs> oh, I just want to talk to my good friend Ralph before we start talking. Whenever, Close friend. You know, whenever, yeah. whenever, you, whenever you go to L.A. and you, you sit down and have coffee with a major talent, you, you, you know, if, if the coffee, la if, you, if you're having coffee and it lasts, if it lasts like five minutes, well, then you're a friend. But if it lasts more than five minutes, you are a close personal friend, well, confidant of that person. But I have a question. So, so who, who did you and uh, Kristen have lunch with, uh, the major uh, celebrity? Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay, that's exactly yeah. right. You know, former Mrs. Wis Miss Wisconsin. Yeah, we... We had there. Yeah, we had, we had a nice bit. We sat down, and had coffee, at uh, at Kristen's favorite spot, the Coffee Bean, right there on Third uh, Street Promenade. She came into the into the uh, uh, homeless infested area there, and uh, we had a nice coffee. Had a nice visit. It was a very very nice time. I can't thank you enough for stopping by, Kristen, and visiting. We had a good time. No, thank you. It was so much fun. We had it was really fun to finally meet you in person. So yeah. Good. No, the pleasure was mine. I've never met you in person. What the hell? We talked what about I, that. It's a we disaster. Did, did we not, Ralph? 
Yeah, we talked about that and and, and the reasons why. <laughs> but, oh, it was, but it was good. Okay. <laughs> here, we, oh. here we go again. No, Kristen said it'd be so easy to see you down in Florida because her whole family is 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 fled to Florida uh, from the from New England. So. Yeah, but you don't see her coming this way because you know she's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> no one oh, wants me bizarre. bringing my California politics to Florida. That's what they always say. <laughs> you know, you're not. You're a middling person. Just you're like me. You're a centrist, pretty much. Yes, that is that is absolutely the truth. But I just always think that that's funny when people say that. Don't bring your California politics to Texas. Don't yeah. bring it to Florida. Yeah, oh <laughs> God, settle down. Yeah, to paraphrase Winston Churchill, and he, he said that he said that if if you're twenty and not a, and a liberal, you have no heart. But if you are 40 and not a libertarian, you have no brain. And I, I love think, it. I think a lot of us sort of move in that way. A lot of us, a lot of us. So That yeah, makes sense to me. I just, Kristen, do you have a hard time? And again, there, I know I have friends that live in California that are pretty liberal and sort of pretty conservative. I, I just, we talked about this a little bit at the, at the in the beginning of the very first segment. It's just... This country's getting crazier by the minute. People will judge you based on what they think you are, who they think you are, and what they think you think. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I think that that happens quite a bit when it comes to um, if someone wants to say something derogatory towards Trump. And I think that in California, this is just my personal opinion, that there are a lot of closeted Trump supporters from, you know, the prior administration. And then they just go along with like, yeah, I'm liberal, ha, 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 you know, and don't speak their mind about what they were. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are, there are a lot of, (laughs) there because you have to keep your mouth shut. Otherwise you're sort of shut out of a lot of opportunities there. And it's, it's a shame, you know, but there's bigotry right there. Mm -hmm. Political bigotry at its best. No, you're absolutely right. There's no question about that. I just, all right, Kristen, we do have to move on to this subject because he was he was a friend. We're not close friends, but he was a personal friend I talked to several times a year. It really, really bothers me that Bob Saget, they're saying now by, I need to read this, Bob Saget's cause of death might not be determined for weeks, but law enforcement working the KC signs pointing to a sudden medical emergency. They say he either had a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of uh, that, that was my assumption, honestly, <laughs> yeah, when they said yeah. right off the bat, no foul play, no drug paraphernalia found anywhere in the hotel room. And I just thought yep. probably a heart situation or a stroke. Yep. Yeah, it sure looks like it. Sudden death. You got to get that. You got to get that EED on you as fast as you can. You got to get that. Mm. You got to get that. Get shocked as fast as you can to bring your heart back. Yep. So sad. You know, and if you go back and look, and it's been kind of posted everywhere, but his last Twitter and Instagram post just talking about, like, what a great Uh, set he had. And he was supposed to do, I think, 90 minutes. He wound up doing two hours because he was having such a good time and how alive he felt and how excited he was to be back doing stand-up. And, um, I mean, it's wonderful that he went out doing something he loved, but you just felt like, gosh, there was so much ahead that he was looking forward to. No, no. Now, he recently did battle COVID-19, which maybe people should know because that, that has not been pointed out yet. Uh, that, I believe, is being reported by TMZ that Bob uh, Bob Saget just fought, uh, just battled uh, COVID-19. Developing blood clots has been reported as a possible complication from the virus. So That's that right. could have been it. That's right. Oof. That's that. You know, once again, travel, that disease, dehydration, you know, did, boy, it's an acid combination. 
No, it's no doubt about it. You know, Bob Saget was one of those kind of guys. Well, there was two guys that did it. Danny, uh, oh, God, who the hell? Bob Saget and uh, Danny Baldwin. They both called me Barnes. Hey, Barnes, how you doing? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, they love calling me Barnes. I don't know what. You know, just Barnard's too hard to say, apparently, mm-hmm. to go with Barnes instead because there's one less letter. It's like, okay, B-A-R-N-E-S or B-A-R-N-A-R-D. One more letter in Bernard. I'm not, they're not going that route. We're not doing it, right? I love it. <laughs> I guess that's the deal, yeah. He, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Bob Saget just talked about his recent COVID struggle on a podcast just last week. So that's uh, not a surprise. That's probably, so in other words, Ralph, Ralph, uh, Dr. Ralph Basham, he probably died of a blood clot because of COVID, do you think? Yep, I think I, well, either part of that could be COVID. It could be, you know, comorbidity associated with it. But I think being dehydrated yeah. and traveling, he was on the road. Oh, and he got off true. a plane, you know, and he, you're sitting for a long period of time. You're dehydrated, you know, a little COVID and boom, you got it. Just like just like you have a bad leg injury. Well, if someone has a leg injury. You can't. You, we don't want to do surgery on them for about eight to twelve weeks for that same fear. I had some patient come in. She came in. She was limping. I said, well, "She had a crutch." And I said, "What's wrong?" "Oh, I've hurt my hurt my leg." I said, "Well, you ain't having surgery this morning. Get out of here." Because of that, you, you have to let that heal. You got DVT and a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So. God, unbelievable! I tell you what, though, Kristen, I, I don't know. You know, there, it's bad enough for me being a centrist watching the news, whether it's on Fox for the, the far right or CNN for the far left, and they're making their point. And, oh, my God, we all hate one another. It's just horrible. But at least I, I can't watch TMZ. Uh, I have a hard time doing that because here's a sign. Kanye West has his sights set on Moscow where he reportedly wants a powwow with Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I'm sure he does. He wants to build a house in Russia now. He wants roots in Mother Russia. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I really can't take it anymore. Is this like Dennis Rodman in North Korea? Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Oh, God, I'm glad you brought that up because in his honor today, I'm going to have a burrito invented by Kim Jong-il. So that's good. Uh, oh, he invented all burritos? Burritos and hamburgers. Oh well. It was just announced that in North and North Korea just announced that Kim Jong Il invented the burrito and the hamburger in 2012. <laughs> Doesn't seem right. Doesn't really seem. Believe this. Some people, I probably do, or they're forced to believe well, it. Anyway. I mean, if they've never right. seen a burrito in their entire lives yeah, until 2012, then why wouldn't they believe it, right? Right. Yeah. That's oh, so true. Oh, that populace is—they got a lot, lot of. Very a lot of pressure life. to believe in whatever the yeah. government says. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Well, we're getting there ourselves. Yeah, we're, not we're, that we're actually all that different, honestly. Well, we're about two steps from Nazi Germany, for Christ's sake. Do what I say or I'll end your life, I'll end your career, I'll destroy you. I mean, that's is that not Nazi Germany? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much every dictatorship ever. It really is. It doesn't it's matter just... if it's fascist, communist, that's how it works. Yeah, if you don't have the right color eyes or the right color hair then you should be subjugated and you should be exterminated. Where did I hear that? I guess that was, that was Germany. That yeah. was Nazi Germany, yeah, baby. Nazi Germany. It's just unbelievable. The whole thing is just disgusting. So, Kristen, how are you dealing with that? I, I, do you have well, – well, there's not a huge conservative contingent in Hollywood, but there are oh. some. 
Yeah, there are definitely some. And I think if you listen to any of the actors who have been outspoken about their conservatism, um, they have all said it has hurt their career. That's why I think that there are plenty of closeted conservative conservatives in Hollywood as well, because they don't want the same ramifications. You can play a game and you're an actor, you know? Right. So, well, I mean, who's the guy I'm thinking of that's conservative? Really, really good actor. He, God, I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. Gary Sinise. Uh, Gary, yeah, Gary Sinise. One of, and by the way, John James Boyd. Woods. James Woods. That's who I was thinking of right there. Yeah. James Woods is the guy I was thinking of. And I've always liked all three of them. Um, not because of their views, but because I think they're good actors. Yeah, James Woods, I mean, he's someone who I was, we were just talking about that, how he was working a ton in the early to like, actually, maybe even like mid 90s, even to late 90s. He was everywhere in every single movie, and you're yeah. like, you don't see yep. him anymore. I think he, no, maybe, he, maybe he got to the point he got his FU money, and that was it. He's maybe. done. Yeah, maybe he had what? Sh- what was it called? Was it called Hollywood Shark or something like that? The Shark. I think he had a TV show about being a lawyer or something, right? Wow. Is that not right? He was also very well known for dating very young women. That was his other claim to fame. <laughs> really? Like how old? Yes. Late teens. Ooh. Oh God! No, 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 no. Well, that's not. Yeah, yeah that's I'm not always waiting for the tell-all book on James Woods. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I could see that. I could see yeah. that personal life getting a little janky, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> then again, oh, maybe. True. Then again, it's possible that it wasn't. It's possible they were just the amicable relationships, and they was they were these, they were all of age, and they were consenting adults. I mean, it's possible that it wasn't that that big a deal. Then it could be really sultry too. So who knows? I gotta ask you a question as a doctor, and Kristen, I want you to join in. Andy, of course, you're well read, so you might know. I, I don't. What is it in your in a man's brain where he's attracted to an underage girl? I, what is that? That, that I don't get. I, I don't I, get. No. What's the upside? I, what What is that? I don't know. Maybe it's a dominance issue. Maybe it's a no control father yeah. issue for the for the man. I don't know. Well, Mike Mike was off. I think on a primal level, men are attracted to youth because it means fertility. It's supposed to stop at a certain point. But I think if something goes wrong in your brain, that attraction to youth goes to, you know, perverted levels. God, I just, what is it? I like, you know, like Catherine is eight years younger than me, but, you know, that's a whole different deal. But she's a very... You know, strong, very smart woman. I, I, you know, I got nothing against teenage girls, but they're not maybe like teenage boys. They're not the brightest people on earth. Their the brain hasn't even fully formed yet. Quite annoying to be around too. Oh God! How about this? Let's throw this out because I'm I'm like researching James Woods. He's got a history of like young women, but listen to this. In 2006, he started dating his best friend's daughter. She was 19 or 20 years old at the time. Uh, they called it quits in 2017. They dated after seven years of being together. But wow. how would you feel if you were the father? Your that would best not happen. friend starts dating your daughter. Hmm. Wouldn't happen. I can promise right? you that. Well, but in Hollywood, it's like kind of expected, right? Oh, I don't think so. No? I think to me that's Good. shocking. Hmm. Yeah. Well, awarded the, the, 
And yeah, they a lot of those uh, parents that let them let let their kids hang out with uh, Michael Jackson. They thought uh, maybe they would give their kids a leg up on uh, getting yeah. work. I mean, there was a lot of that well, that goes yeah, on. There's that too. It's a that's a there's a real sickness in that in that regard. You know, I got to be. You know, I I do bounce around. I watch CNN and CSNBC or MSNBC or whatever it is, and Fox and One America, and I try to bounce around to see if I can actually find some news, and it's almost impossible to do. But I got to hand it to Tucker Carlson last night. I only watched him for about five minutes, but he said, "I thought he was dead, but we have a new video of Michael Jackson, and it's from today." So I didn't know he was still alive. They go to the video. And it's Nancy Pelosi with her new facelift. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's that's uh, that's being no, spirited. No, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair. Well, she's had about fifteen facelifts. Is it? Let not you back up. And you her, gotta uh, let her live and do her thing and have as many facelifts as she wants. But, but I mean, her eyebrows are now where my, her eyebrows are where my hairline is. But th- this is the thing, like the cheap shots. And I, I, you know, and I, I think that this wasn't fair on Donald Trump when people wanted to criticize him and, you know, people are like, I just can't stand him. They would oftentimes go to his weight. Yes, that's and true. And I don't think it's fair to do that to women when it comes to aging. I don't think it's fair to yeah. anyone when it comes to weight. Like, that's just like a cheap low blow. It is. You're right. Criticize them for their policies. Go at it. They're a public figure. But it's like I, when it starts getting to people's looks, I go, really? Well, the thing is, <laughs> most people don't actually know any of the policies. They just know that they hate this person because they've been told to. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> How do you criticize someone you don't actually know anything about? The answer is you go to their appearance. Because yeah. you can, because you can. That's you know that you, yeah, you know that. That's, yeah. You go to the thing you know. Everyone can see what you see, but if you start saying something about oh, or this act that he passed, most people aren't going to know what you're talking about because they just have this uh, professional wrestling <laughs> understanding of politics. But 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 it's also nice to have nice aesthetic surgery. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and, and there's that a, is. Living in California, there are plenty of surgeons who do very nice, subtle work. I know, very nice, very nice work. And there's a lot of, lot of actors and actresses that have had great work, and you know they 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 do and done very well, and they have a nice physical appearance. And then there's a handful that Body either have, have a little too much, mm-hmm. where they they start they start sliding down the aesthetic surgery food chain, you know, and they you know there's there's a lot of skill sets out there, and you know. Yep. You can get tied up with some of them. May not look as good as you'd hoped. So, yeah, just because the guy in the alley has a scalpel doesn't mean he's a good doctor. And I also feel like you have, like, you can tell who the doctors are who have like the old school techniques where they used to talk about like sort of that windblown look of like, that real cold yep. facelift versus the subtleness that when you know someone has had a little bit of work but they look refreshed and they look good. Yep, yep. Well, and that, and that but it can go both ways. There's a lot of younger people who don't have a clue. I mean, there's a, there's a real there's a real skill in getting that to turn out the way it's supposed to turn out, and it's not necessarily easy. So that is true. I could see that probably. Well, I don't, let's not go as far as Michael Jackson, where your nose falls off. Oh, poor yeah. Guy. What was that? Oh, no, that. No, he just that was he, weird. He, was, he was searching for something, and that, that and that's the thing. You do have certain patients that are searching for something that's unattainable, mm-hmm. and that's what then you start. Once again, that you go to so many surgeons, you know, I don't know if I can do that for you. I don't know if I can do that for you. Then you finally get to somebody, oh, I can do that for you, no problem at all. And then they, oh no, then they, that surgeon won't say it, and you just slide down this quality 
food chain to mm-hmm. get the dregs. They'll operate on anybody to do anything just to get the fee. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can fall into really terrible, terrible problems. And the, and actually, Michael Jackson had, I think, some psychiatric issues which should have been cared for. Not unlike the the, the poor kid who wanted to be look like a Ken doll. Same thing. <clears throat> or some of these people yeah. that want, oh, they want bizarre uh, changes to their face. They want the pointy ears. They want their tongue split, their lips split. I mean, there's a lot of things that people are choosing to do that make no sense at all. So. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Andy and then Ralph and Kristen, I want your take on this as well because it ties into both of you uh, as well. But Andy, one of your childhood uh, movie theaters has shut its doors forever. Which one's that? Arbor Lakes. Arbor 16. Lakes? Arbor Lakes shut its doors yesterday, after, and they're not going to reopen. It's over. I'm not surprised. Nobody goes to movies anymore, and yet you'll see a movie. What's the one that's out right now? Spider Man has, hasn't it done? No way. Like three hundred fifty million in America and six, like one point five billion around the world. Yeah, it's done a lot. Yeah, but, it's huge. But don't you think most of these big the complex theater complexes are going to end up shutting their doors? Yes, I do. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Because right now the only thing holding up the box office is spider-man and sing Two, and right. now we have kids going back to school so it's going to be a little bit yep. you know trickier and everything else but the latest movie the 355 that came out this week that tanked at the box office most movies are moving to streaming within 45 mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. and yeah. it's going to be a select few movie theaters i think they're all going to be owned by like netflix and amazon and disney yeah yep, yep. and that's what's going to happen this- and it'll be sad because it, it's going to take like a really special, like independent film um, theater operator to keep the indie film industry going. Because mm-hmm. right now, it's just it's not going to exist. Soon. Or, or will it be better for the indie film industry because they'll get distribution quicker? It's possible because if through streaming. You don't think they so? got more screens to choose from because no one wants the screens. So hey. But a big multiplex, I mean, that's expensive to run. Well, those so. will all be, those won't exist. I'm yeah, those sure. will go. Those are just way too much. They have razor thin margins to begin with. So you add in the fact that people aren't, just, they're, they're just not filling up the seats, then there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's, they, yeah and, and if you, you cannot support those theaters with the two or three blockbusters per year. No, you So can't. you had Dune, you had Spider Man saying, that's it. It's crazy to think that Ethan may grow up never having a memory of going to a movie theater. You might. You're right about that. Because five years from now, if the movie theaters are just gone, you know, he might never, ever remember being in a theater. That is too bad, man. I just, I loved going to the movie theater when I was a kid. The Broadway, the Empress, the Paradise theater. theater all the time. All the time we did when you were a kid, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going at all right now it's amazing to see think of like how many movies i've been to in the last two years i can count them on one hand i I know i'm not the only one maybe two so yeah i've been to two and i know i'm not the only person who has similar numbers to that and i don't think it's going to come back a lot of people have you know went and invested in streaming and they're and especially if you have a family family of four budget's tight you sit there and you can buy Disney yep. Plus, get that movie and watch it over and over and over again instead of going to the theater. Yeah, we watched Onward on streaming, Raya on streaming, and Kanto on streaming. 
All of these new movies that come out, it's like, yeah, a month. We can wait a month. That's true. We got to take a break. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt. I'm going to turn it over to you, Kristen, to talk about whatever you want to talk about in the business, your life, politics, whatever you want to talk about. All right? So think about that. We shall be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. It's Tom, and for months I've been telling you about my success with Profile. You know about that. I haven't done it alone, of course. My Profile coach, Haley, has been with me every step of the way. She's there for me to celebrate my success and encourage me when I've struggled, and we all struggle, you know that. She is truly my secret weapon. If you or someone you know is passionate about helping others lose weight and feel better, the good folks at Profile want to meet you. Profile offers competitive compensation, benefits, a 401k match, flexible work schedules, and a sign-on bonus. Not a health coach already? Well, don't worry. Profile pays for your training and health coach certification. What about that action? So what are you waiting for? Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities or find them on Indeed under Profile by Sanford. Profile. Transforming lives, like mine, one relationship at a time. We're rocking out, man. That's all I know, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be uh, the AMC Theater, Arbor Lakes, Andy. Yep. Is going to become a... uh, no, it's going to become a floor and decor store. A what? Floor and decor. <laughs> the Georgia-based retailer specializes in hard surface flooring and flooring accessories. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what is, what's going to happen, this is a question, because it's similar to movie theaters where it takes up a big footprint, to all of the malls. There are so many dead malls They're out there. They're all going to go away. Well, you know, Lindsay and I took a lap through uh, Mall of America. And you can see this very insidious degeneration of yep. the quality of the stores. You kind of watch it rotting away. Yeah, yeah. you can see it right. There's a lot, a lot of soap shops, a lot of T-shirt shops. You know, you see this sort of stuff just slowly creeping in. Certain uh, large chains leaving or becoming bankrupt. And it is, it is sad that that's good. they're going to hit hard. Well, the only reason malls lived in the first place was because of mall culture. Teenagers yeah. would go to the mall and they would just hang out there. You know, if if not for that specific culture, malls never would have been a thing because it just doesn't make any financial sense otherwise. So, no, you're right. but and mall culture has been dead for I don't even know how long. Probably at least fifteen years. What yeah. killed it? I think that's just what you know. The kids grew up. Their kids didn't want to do what their that's parents true, did. That's yeah. really Technology. That's true. Technology yeah. and right. yes, Amazon sure. and that kind of thing absolutely had a big play in it. Yeah, there's, there's actually a YouTube channel called uh, Retail Archaeology, oh. and they go through. It's fascinating. They go through these old malls and walk these mm-hmm. abandoned malls or ones that are just on the last legs of being closed, 
it is an interesting thing to see where these people have gone through maybe four or five years ago, go through again and say, well, this is gone. This used to be here. So interesting how yep. this has not been maintained. And you see that. you In Model America, you got a big redress a while back. But I'll tell you, it just did not look good. And you can also, the other thing you see are service industries moving in. So Hennepin County has a service uh, office there in the Mall of America now. Just weird. So you're starting to see that where retail starts to slowly back out. They need service. Like attorney there, the one strip mall near our house where Lunds is, they have an attorney in one of the uh, uh, front op- one of these offices, these storefront offices. And it's just a, just a, w- a weird thing, bizarre mm-hmm. thing to see. The main COVID testing center that I go to for work is in an old yoga studio that is in a big mall. Yeah. And it, it's packed. Like, that's the one, like, probably the one store that everyone's going into yeah. all the time because you need COVID testing for school or for work or whatever if you're ill. And I always think that is so strange that it, they lost the, the yoga studio, didn't make it through the pandemic, but another type of industry surfaced. Yeah, I was never, like, into mall culture. I really couldn't be. We lived, what, probably 45 minutes from the nearest mall, so it's not like I was going to go hang out yeah. there. Yep. But even so, it is – that's one of those things that kind of, like, defined, I think, Gen X and the early millennial generation. Right. So it is, uh, you know, kind of bittersweet seeing it go. Because even though I never participated myself, it was just like, you know, Pat, yeah. that's how it was. That's what every kid did back when I was a kid. You have passive knowledge of it. So exactly. Yeah. It's kind of cultural osmosis kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going to change. Yeah, they are. They we're, sure we're, are. We're not going to be in Kansas anymore. No, nope, nothing you can I do know. about it. It makes me kind of sad, though, just to see because – I did grow up in an era where my mom could drop me off at the mall for three, four hours and I'd be safe right. and it was fine. And obviously, you know, go outside till 5 p.m., the lights come on and, you know, that's when you go home, that type of situation. And it's just different. And it makes me sad that so many future generations don't have that same luxury. Yeah. You know, another thing that's going out is in, in-house dining. They're, they're, yes. so, so even like Taco Bell, they just built a Taco Bell near uh, in, in western suburbs, and there's no, it's drive-through, period. Yep. Yep. A tiny little footprint of this thing, drive-through, and I guess a lot of the coffee places are doing that too. They're really pushing, you know, they're making that inside not as comfortable, and they're making people go through that drive-through window. So that mm-hmm. you're going to see that go away too. My local Starbucks <clears throat> never put the seating back in after. Really? You know, things started really? opening up. Ha- yeah, everyone goes in for mobile orders or, you know, comes in and orders and takes it out with them. And there's an outdoor seating area that is very busy. But the indoor seating, they never brought it back. It reminds really? me of a famous Simpsons scene that I actually have. You make me feel like dancing. I want to dance the night away. What the hell are you two doing? It's called rocking out. You wouldn't understand, Dad. You're not with it i used to be with it but then they changed what it was now what i'm with isn't it and what's it seems weird and scary to me it'll happen to you <laughs> it'll happen <laughs> to exactly you what we're talking about i love malls that. aren't cool anymore theaters aren't cool anymore who knows what's cool none of us are young enough to know what's cool we'll have to ask a kid yeah you can walk watch Fortnite and st- Twitch. You can watch a blockbuster film on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I could pull up right. a movie right now and, and you, yeah. Is, watch something that was shot on 
film that was designed to be viewed on a what 20 foot across screen yep. you could watch it on this little tiny thing in the palm of my hand yeah you know, I, I looked up the the score from the football game last night and it was a button right there watch live mm-hmm. watch so you could have just you could have been in anywhere anywhere usa and just pulled that right out of your pocket and watch that football game don't even have to be connected to the internet no just cell signal get it anywhere Yep, you could be standing in the middle of a cornfield, and you can watch this stuff, because it's just everywhere. No cornfield close to a metropolitan community. No, I don't know. <laughs> out where I am, we got 5G out there. Yeah, no, no, but there's no there's no, no cell service at the Getty Villa, just so you know that. Oh, there's not? No, at the Getty Villa out there. Do they do that on purpose? I, I, no, I, I might be on purpose, but it might be passive, just based on where they put this in a valley, just a low I know, I know spot in Stout there. Island, they didn't have any cell service or anything. Or no, they had cell service, I think. It was very crappy, though, but they didn't have any, like, internet or anything. Huh. And, no. yeah, it was weird, like, despite the fact that the first, I don't know, 12 years of my life, I lived without any sort of internet or cellular. Right. Yep. Uh, nowadays, it's like, oh, if I don't have, you know, high-speed internet... I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. Yeah, it, it it's a big it's a it's created it, if you don't have it, it's a huge void in what you were going to do. Kind of seems like it. it. It is a pain in the ass. I will tell you that not having cell service that is a massive pain in the ass. I, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, whatever isn't isn't that something that you we've all adapted to that need? It's a very interesting thing to see, and it's it's. I agree. Across all ages, too. People, whoa, I don't have seltzers. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, Kristen, what's on your mind these days? <laughs> well, I was just going to continue all of this just with uh, the, the big hot topic in Hollywood is award show season. And this has been oh, my theory God. now because everything's getting bumped again because of Omicron. You know, yeah. everything is, is delaying and postponing. And I was <laughs> thinking, you know, we had the Golden Globes the other night. They were not televised because they've had their own issues with bribery issues and diversity issues and it was a private ceremony and they released the names and I thought maybe this is the way we're going with award shows even though they weren't on TV um, because of their own issues I'm thinking that just letting people know the next day like this is what happened I'm not necessarily sure we need award shows anymore I think you're right about Honestly, that. I don't yeah. think anybody cares. No one cares. I, I think you're right. Yeah. And, and probably the only thing that won't go off the air, I would expect, would be the Oscars because it's such a huge night. But taking all of the other things that sort of lead up to that, Critics' Choice Awards, SAG Awards, because you get to the point, you get to the Oscars, and it's just fatigue. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> I know. There's too many of them. It's the same four Oscars getting the same mm-hmm. awards. There's no surprises. Yep. And yeah, you so can release... Funny. And if there is a private ceremony and let's say there's, you know, we're, we're past the pandemic and you can have everyone in the same room, you can release the thank you speech on YouTube the next day. That's mm-hmm. fine. No, that is true. I, I used to watch the Oscars a lot when I was a kid, a teenager, even my uh, early and mid-20s. I stopped watching the Oscars when I met Catherine because she's like, what the hell do you watch that for? Who cares? <laughs> I will never forget that. She, she's like, why do you even bother watching? Who cares who wins the Oscar? What do you think of that? But at, at the time, I mean, I remember back, 
you know, late 90s, early aughts. It was exciting to watch the Oscars. And then I got really into the fashion and the red carpet. But then I feel like social media has been a game changer for so many things, publicity, Hollywood. And I think it also sort of shifted when it comes to the Oscars because I know exactly what everyone is wearing before they arrive at the red carpet because their stylist right. has put it on. And so I don't have to sit here all day and watch E just waiting to see what, you know, Brad and Angelina are wearing. So I, I do have to you know, ask just you. go right to the stylist and I go, oh, look, look at that. I already saw what yeah. they're wearing. They look yep. great. Done. Is it true that Princess Littlefeather, Marlon Brando's acceptance uh, of his award she was sent out there, is it true that she was not even Native American, that she was wearing a costume? I believe that is true. I've heard that she wasn't even Native American. God, no. Marlon, only Marlon Brando would do something like that. <laughs> Jesus, Marlon. And that's the thing. If you, if you have a point to make, you better make sure that it's authentic all the way through. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> now. Oh, yeah, now. Oh, you, imagine if you, you better have done your research. Well, if you send somebody out there as a Native American and they weren't Native American, your ass would have, have had it. I can it guarantee you that. DNA test. God, I will never forget that. When I heard this, like, are you kidding me? She's not even Native American. She's, all, she's got the feather and she's got the the buckskin dress. Oh, I'm like, had, really? Yeah, she had the full uh, eagle feather uh, headdress. Yep. I mean, it, and it, she didn't did, she have yeah. the? It wasn't really the long one. Not the not the one that stops at your shoulders. Now this was full length uh, Crystal Gale hair. You know, feathers. Yeah. I think. I mean, just I think so. crazy. Well, to tell you um, about what kind of class she's got. She was in a Playboy spread called Ten Little Indians. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, oh, wow! Geez. Can you imagine if that came out now? No, I can't. Oh, oh, oh. God, there, there are so many things like that. It's just unbelievable. You see it, and it's like, well, look, uh, I, I, you know, I won't do the voice because it drives Andy nuts, but. Uh, I, I saw a 1981 episode of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And Rodney Dangerfield was on there promoting the movie Caddyshack. That's how long ago that TV show was on. Mm-hmm. Caddyshack hadn't come out yet. But uh, he told a joke on there, and I don't think there's any way you get away with that joke. He said, Johnny, i got to tell you something. i got a, I got a new girlfriend, <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's going to work out too well. Did you hear this one, Ralphie? No, it's just Rodney Dangerfield. I got, I got to do the voice, Andy. I'm sorry. I got to. Just have to. And he goes, hey, uh, Johnny, I got a new girlfriend, you know. Let me tell you. I thought it was going to work out, but it might not work out. He goes, well, why is that, Ronnie? He goes, well, you know, I'm fat, but, you know, like she's, like, real fat. You know, she's a lot fatter than I am. As a matter of fact, uh, I hit her with my car the other day. And she said, what'd you hit me for? Why don't you just go around me? And I said, I thought I'd run out of gas. There is no way you can tell that joke today, I don't think. Could you? No. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, no. my God. Oh, man. It is interesting, though, and it goes back to what Kristen was saying, is that uh, people would always make fun of Trump for being fat. But then oh, yeah. they would turn around and say, you know, if you're fat-phobic, fat-shaming, then that makes you a bigot. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, is it okay to make fun of weight, or is it not? No, you're right. It's okay in some cases. In other cases, yep. it's not. If exactly. I don't like you, I can do it. And if I do like you, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes no sense to me. Honest to God. I just yeah, saw well, some... And I almost think anyone who's a comedian, I'm like, what can you joke about anymore? Yeah. Oh, what God, can you I don't even know. 
Well, I was actually talking... Oh, who was I talking with? I don't even remember. Uh, it was someone... Uh, I was talking with them about how we used to have comedians on. Oh, no, it was it was just yesterday's show, I think, right? Oh, yeah. We were talking about having comedians on all the time. Yeah, yep. And over the past year or so, maybe two years, the comedians just got so bad because they were just so bitter. Yeah. They couldn't say anything. They couldn't be funny. So it was just, it was like, why are you even in this field if all you are is just angry at the world yeah you don't want to be Good funny point. and you if even if you wanted to be funny you can't well i we saw john lovis recently and he and he did a great job and he has a lot of the lot, old school comedians are still very you know yeah. they know how to skirt around this whole no thing. he he he's he, no he, he wasn't skirting around too much i mean well, he, wasn't, he wasn't they know where the limit much. is yeah exactly but the younger comedians they're so afraid to go anywhere near the limit they just kind of, I don't know, they just say very milk toast things and hope people laugh. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think the people that, if people that are canceling these, these comedians don't go to the shows anyhow. No, definitely not. They're, they're, they're not going to have any effect on you know, butts true. in the seats, I don't nope. think. Absolutely yeah, you're not. You're probably right. I tell you what, sit down and watch uh, Blazing Saddles. See how much of that you could write today. <laughs> That's right. None. That would be zero. <laughs> Zero. There's a lot of movies like that. There's even things, uh, just thinking back, because I went back and started watching Sex and the City again because I've been watching the miserable reboot of And Just Like That. You cannot even write half of the stuff that they wrote, which was, you know, late 1990s, early aughts again. Mm -hmm. So half that wouldn't fly. Well, some of that early 2000s humor, Deuce Bigelow, they could never make Deuce Bigelow today. The entire thing is making fun of, like, one of his clients is a fat woman. Right. That's funny. One of the clients is a tall woman, so they make (laughs) fun of her for being tall. It's like the entire thing is just, yeah, making fun of oddly shaped women. It's like you can't make a movie like that. Not anymore. And that was not that long ago. And maybe that's what's going on with some of the movies, too, in that they've been sterilized. They don't have any bite to them. Definitely, yeah. And so you don't have an emotional – you don't get an emotional interest uh, for a variety of reasons. And maybe that's why – you know, people aren't out at the theaters that much because it just well, it's not worth not worth the effort. Maybe. Yeah, to me, it's very rarely worth the effort because it's all superhero <laughs> movies. Tom, I know you agree with me. That's too many. Oh, of them. way too many. Yeah, way too many. So I'm not going to, you know, put down fifteen, seventeen dollars on uh, that type of film. And then sometimes when it's a smaller film, I'm like, oh well, in about six weeks, it's going to be out on streaming, so I'll wait then. And then anything in between, like I, I like to see musicals on the big screen. I think that deserves the big screen treatment, but those are few and far between. So you're not getting me in the theater that often. Yeah, it, it's you know, it's between the musicals that you like and the uh, you know, these uh, superhero movies that other people like. That's it. That's all. That's the only thing you go to the movie for. Why? You know, otherwise, a small screen's great. You watch it. You have a great time. Enjoy it. Lindsay watches most of the movies on the airplane. Yeah, <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That is true. I, I when I was a kid, though, I got to be honest with you, I loved going to the movies. God, when I was a little kid, the neighborhood movies—they were all stand uh, standalone theaters. The Broadway, the Empress, the Paradise—the you go down the list. Man, when I was a kid, going to the movies was a huge deal. Yeah, you know, going on a date. Yeah, Great going on a deal. date there too. Great yeah. deal. We used to laugh so hard to compete. You know, it was a. 
you know, the near north side, so it was very, you know, very inner city neighborhood. But And, Kristen, this is what the guy said, so don't get agitated by this, but I'm sitting there... I'm sitting there watching uh, Shaft. Remember the movie Shaft, the very Richard Roundtree, the the very first Shaft movie. You remember Shaft, or don't you remember? I understand he's a bad I, mother. Yeah, he's a bad Shut mother. Your Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Want to talk about it, you? But I'm aware of it. All right, so I'm sitting there, and the very first scene, there there are three people in bed: Shaft, a black man in the middle. There's a black woman to his left, and a white woman to his right, and they're all three topless. And back in those days, when the doors opened at the back of the theater, the light would come in. They didn't have double doors. You know, they didn't have, like, an entry section, and then you opened the second door. It was just one door. So if somebody opened the door, the light would come in, so you know somebody just came in the theater, right? So that scene is on. The light comes on because it's spilling through the open door from the, from the lobby. And this is what you all of a sudden hear. This guy goes, look at him, titties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Really? God, that was fun. And then another one, my all-time favorite, and she was actually a comedian on the on the show. She went and saw what's the one that the, the the Lord of the Rings is that where the 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 creature drops the ring into the cavern? Yep. What what movie is? It? Oh, that's the Hobbit. When that's the, the creature, Hobbit. When the creature drops it and loses it, that's the Hobbit. <laughs> she told me she was in the theater, same situation, uh, uh, and she was seeing the Hobbit. And the hobbit dropped the ring into the cavern, right? Yeah. And I can't say what she said. So this is a black woman, black comedian woman, and I can't say what uh, what she said, but apparently people started laughing instead of getting pissed off. So the hobbit creature, whatever the creature was, dropped the ring into the cavern, and she hollers out, Big N, do your job. <laughs> See, that was fun going to the movies to see that kind of stuff. Well, that's an urban spontane- uh, spontaneity yes. is just beautiful. It really, I love in, in its it. own way, it's, it's, it's culturally just really beautiful uh, to hear. And those stories are so sweet. And that's right. It's a different instead of it's 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 an it's an it's an maybe an interruption of the movie that you enjoy rather than having people on their phones. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly. Well, Andy and I a couple of years ago, a few years ago now. Oh God, this is went a long with, time ago at this point. Yeah. Went to well was Jum was it Jumanji? I think it was Jum- the first Jumanji. Yeah, I think it was the first Jumanji. But not the Andy first Jumanji, but the first remake of Jumanji. So the one yeah, from yeah. I don't know five years ago, something like that. So I spent twenty five bucks a seat to get this. This they got those seats. We were on vacation in Florida. They got those seats that move. You know, it's kind of if you're in an airplane and it takes a hard mm-hmm. left, your seat oh, leans to, to the left. Yeah, those are great. Special venue theater. Seats. Yeah, so the biggest problem was, so I shell out 50 bucks so Andy and I can sit in these chairs and move. All the rest of them filled up with young girls, and all of them were on their phones the entire movie. Yes, they were. So the entire yeah. section was lit up with phones. It was like, disgusting. Why even go to a movie? I just don't get it. I know. Why bother? Another, it's another. It's addiction, though. People are addicted. They cannot be away. Like, what am I missing on my social media? What am I missing on my text? Well, but if you it's care really more about scary. social media, then why are you paying money to go to a movie, I guess, is the question. Right. That's true. Yeah, because the... you have to watch. And I'm guilty of this. There are times where I'm watching something, and if I'm not 100% invested, I pick up my phone. And I, I sit there and I go, what am I doing? Why am I picking up my phone when I'm trying to watch this TV show? Or sometimes I'll have to go back and rewind like four times because I keep missing the same section that I want to watch. Yeah, I understand that. 
Uh, we only have two more minutes left, so i got to point this out, ladies and gentlemen. This is from the Star Tribune. You remember the Star Tribune, Kristen, right? I you do remember yes. the Star Tribune. Well, she used to live here. You remember the Star Tribune? Well, actually, yes. You, do you remember the newspaper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just say that now. I do. I had a subscription. to. The, I got the Sunday Star Tribune. Now, there you go. Well, there are a picture, a picture of three cops arresting a man. Excuse me, four cops arresting a man. And the headline is, A Breakdown of the 2021 Carjackings in Minneapolis by Neighborhood. The block with the most carjackings in the Twin Cities, 21st and Bryant Avenue North. I used to live right on that block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I lived in 40 different houses in North Minneapolis. So, you know, that was uh, chances were if you take a picture of North Minneapolis, I used to live either on the block or just down the block. But yeah, 21st and Bryant Avenue North. I remember sitting in that house. Here. Yeah. I used to listen to Out of Our Heads, the Rolling Stones album, and uh, all these other great albums at that house. I remember the time very, very well. And now the, right there, right down the down the street from where I used to live there, carjack heaven. Isn't that terrible? It is. It's sad. Okay, yeah. It is. Oh, right by the Cub. Yeah, it's right by the Cub, yep. Mm-hmm. It's not that far. Well, the Cub wasn't there when I lived there, but no. it's right by the, where oh, the no, Cub I, is I now. drove by drove by that all the time i used to live walking distance from there over in the warehouse district well that's true yeah you did Mm -hmm. i walked to the uh walgreens right there once exactly once on lindale and broadway (laughs) yep why the hell would you have done that what is wrong with you it was the closest one that was open did you tell them you knew me no i did not (laughs) they probably should have Kristen, always a great pleasure young lady Always a pleasure. Yes, friend. It's so good to hear you. Yes, my good friend, Ralph. Oh, God. Boy, look at the time. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.